0: So how are you? So those of you who don't drink coffee, I just want to do a priority right now. Let's pray an impartation of Jesus' love and his love for coffee. Just kidding. But Noah's like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. Noah owns Pure Bread, and we own, uh, as a church, a nonprofit grounds for pleasure coffee shop in downtown Tip. So we're like, yeah, let's impart coffee lovers. So keep buying the coffee. So we're, we're at Auntie, and we're excited. Noah's actually going to speak next week. So we're super excited to, to hear what's on his heart. And I've been friends with Noah for a few years now and uh, grown close to, to him throughout the years and now even closer to some of his family and, and Zach and, and different things. There's a big connection there and a lot of connection to their family. So uh, they're a big part of Upper Room and uh, and Dan and just others. So anyways, Noah, we're, we're excited to hear what's on your heart next week. Hey, how many are excited for the 4th of July? July, <laughs> Independence Day, the July 4th. Uh, it, it's awesome. So we are celebrating essentially the birthday of America. Uh, 1776 on july 2nd uh, they voted for our independence 13 colonies independence and uh, on july 4th uh, it became official Uh, they signed the documents and uh, this has been a federal holiday since i believe 1941 uh, but been being celebrated through barbecues and fireworks and and cookouts and all kinds of things uh, since uh, the 18th century in the revolutionary war so we're excited to honor america we're excited, we, we, we're not ashamed to honor and to recognize our freedom as a nation uh, and those who serve, those who paid a price and those who are currently serving. Uh, I asked Nick this morning, Nick and Tiana usually serve our coffee in the mornings or often do, uh, they're kind of in charge of that and uh, I was like, Nick, you're gonna be at church today? I was gonna ask him to carry down the flag for us to have it on the stage today and uh, he's like, nope, and sends me a selfie of him in the cruiser and I was like, man, thanks for fighting to protect our freedoms. That we've had since 1776, and continue. And I said, overseas and now locally. So he's a police officer. So he served in the military to protect and preserve those freedoms, and now is still serving today in the local basis. So, man, I just I love you guys. I was I was I, I came in and through worship, I was like, whoa, there's way more people here than what I thought were going to be here on an actual holiday of July 4th. So, uh, thanks. You guys love Jesus, right? Yeah. So today, I I really want to talk about the freedom of freedoms. The, the freedom of all freedoms, the, the most radical freedom on the planet, the eternal freedom in Christ. And that's what I really want to talk about. And today I, I had the shirt on and Olivia came out with hers and she had wrote freedom on hers. I was like, hey, will you do that to mine? And she took a, a fabric marker and wrote freedom on my shirt because that's what I'm speaking on today is freedom, but not just freedom for America, freedom of America and independence of America. I'm talking about freedom as believers freedom in Christ, the, the freedom above all freedoms, right? The freedom that goes eternally, the freedom that gives us a hope for a future, hope to hopelessness, joy to depression. These things are, are the freedoms that we get to walk out in Christ as sons and daughters. And, and I know like I'm super excited today to, to celebrate the freedom of America, but I am more excited to celebrate freedom in Christ. And that's the big picture, right? I never want to forsake our history, and if we forget history, we may repeat it as a nation, as we have at times. But I also want to know that the biggest freedom and the most important freedom and the most important price that was ever paid was Jesus Christ for our freedoms. So as 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, now that the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom, liberty. There is liberty and freedom. Ephesians 3.12 says it like this. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. We may boldly with freedom and confidence approach his throne. Approach the good God, the creator of the universe. The one who died for our sins and our iniquities and our shortcomings and our bad choices and our ugliness. This is the freedom that we get that we didn't deserve it. Let me just be honest with you. We did not deserve this freedom, but Christ in his love, Christ in his goodness, Christ in his just infinite, uh, amazing nature to love us, died for us. And I've got three points I'm going to get to after Galatians 5 here. And, and it's, it's one of them is, is freedom wasn't free. And any freedom we look at in our nation, in wars, in Christ, freedom was not free. It cost something. But let's go to Galatians 5. In our, pre-prayer, uh, in our pre-meeting, we pray and, and we, we lean hearts and we ask what the Lord's speaking uh, a half hour before service every week. And uh, Angie, she, we have an intercessor. Uh, and this is fun for some of you to know. Every week there is an intercessor assigned to the service. We believe in intercessory prayer, but we believe that prayer changes things, it changes atmospheres. We pray that hearts will be ready, that people watching online and joining us virtually will receive what's happening here in the environment. And, and then through, that, through the service, the intercessors praying into worship, praying that God will be glorified and our ministry to him will be pleasing, right? They're, they're praying for the speaker and the preacher who's giving the word and that, that the Lord and Holy Spirit will work as he wishes, so Angie was the intercessor today and she's like I'm just hearing I was like Galatians she's like Galatians I was like five she's like five one I don't think she even heard me and uh and Lydia did because that's that's the the theme verse today Galatians 5 1 which is amazing and funny and if you hear the history of Upper Room and we went on a leader retreat a few of us gathered and and several years ago before my mom had passed away I asked my mom and dad why was Upper Room founded And this was, we were in the old building, and and she said, Galatians 5.1. And we put that on welcome, we had welcome packets in that were folders, and on the back of that was the verse, Galatians 5.1. So those of you who maybe came in 10, 12 years ago, 8, well actually 10 or more years ago, you may have received a folder, on the back was Galatians 5.1. She said, this church is founded that people will not have to walk oppressed anymore that the oppressed will be free. And she explained it to me. She said, not just oppression from addiction, but oppression from like we were singing today, religion and tradition, that we get oppressed from so many different things, right? And that was my mom and dad's heart in upper room, not just oppression from addiction and sin, but oppression from legalism and religion and tradition, those things that bound, bind us and keep us down. So Galatians 5, 1. I'm kind of amped up today. Feeling it. Maybe it was because my dad preached last week. He's getting all fiery at the end. Feeling it. It's still up here, Dad. Everybody who knows my dad is like, yeah, that just looked like your dad. That's funny. All right. For the freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Everybody say yoke. When I was a little boy, I'd hear this, these verses uh, quoted about yokes, and I was like, eggs, yoke, What? That's weird. <laughs> it was funny when I had that revelation, like, no, not that yoke. <laughs> it's the yoke. Okay. I'm gonna read several verses here. Look, I, Paul, say to you that if you accept circumcision, Christ will be of no advantage to you. I testify again to every man who accepts circumcision that he is obligated to keep the whole law. You are severed from you are severed from Christ, you who would be justified by the law. You have fallen away from grace. For through the Spirit by faith, we ourselves eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision counts for anything, but only faith working through what? Love. Paul's talking about grace versus the law and even in and it will get to lawlessness he said there is a difference those of you who are walking and wanting to circumcise and thinking that's how you're going to be saved that's how you're going to walk righteous that's how you're going to be close to the lord you're dead wrong it's not by your works it's not by your circumcision or the things you do it's by grace through faith in love verse 7 you were running well who hindered you from obeying the truth This persuasion is not from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump, or a little yeast affects the whole loaf of bread. I have confidence in the Lord that you will take no other view, and the one who is troubling you will bear the penalty who he is. But if I, brothers, still preach circumcision, why am I still being persecuted? If I preach the law, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and those who are defending the law wouldn't be against me, is what Paul's saying here. He says, In that case, the offense of the cross has been removed. I wish those who unsettle you would emasculate themselves. For you were called to what? Freedom. Everybody say freedom. Freedom. You were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, lawlessness, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. He's referencing Jesus when Jesus said, well, he summarized the, the commandments when he was trying to be tricked. And the, they, they said, the Pharisee said, well, what's the greatest law? And he wanted him to pick one of the 10, right? From the law. What's the greatest commandment? And he wanted him to pick one. And he says, to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And to what? Love your neighbor as yourself. So Paul's saying, this is a reference to Jesus. Jesus said, to love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Kind of a brief message today, because I want to do some interaction at the end. But but here's the deal. Paul's saying there is this freedom in Christ, right? And, and and it's talking about this yoke that you no longer have a yoke of slavery or a yoke of bondage or a yoke to, to sin or a yoke to the law. He then begins to say, no, it's grace. And he's beginning to compare grace and, and circumcision and uncircumcision. Listen, it's not by what we do that saves us. It's not by what we don't do that saves us. It's by what Christ did that gives us the freedom that we're talking about today. It's the, like Nicole was saying, by he was broken, his body was broken so our nation, us, we can be whole. And let me just say, Jesus didn't hold back. He wasn't just a little broken. One of the most moving things you can read is the scripture that talks about that you couldn't distinguish Jesus from man or animal. That's how broken he was and he paid the ultimate price for you and I to have freedom in him, to have freedom from bondage, freedom from sin, freedom from damnation to hell. That's the gift and the love gift that Jesus gave us on the cross and then he conquered death hell. He was resurrected so that we could join him in eternal freedom in heaven forever. Yeah. Not just freedom on earth, but, in, but freedom for eternity. Yeah. So then Paul's talking, it's not about what you do or don't do. It's not, it's not law, but also don't use this freedom to go back to sin. Don't use this, this freedom to go back to lawlessness. He's saying there is a balance of grace. There is a grace to not want to just obey rules and be legalistic and dogmatic. There's also not this, it's love, right? It's love that compels us to to do what's right, to live in righteousness, to pursue holiness, correct? It's the love of God. It says, if you love me, then obey my commands. It it doesn't say like like this thing, like, okay, well, if we obey, no, he loves us no matter what but in that love God is love and in us is this love to not live by rules and religion many of us you in this room you grew up in a way that was just preaching religion and reaching rules and if you're good enough maybe one day you'll make it into heaven well, let me just say when Jesus paid a price on a cross he not only gave me a ticket to heaven he also gave me a ticket to heaven to be into me It's not just freedom in a a destination. It's freedom in Christianity, and and heaven as a lifestyle. It's this beautiful, cool adventure with Jesus, right? My kids and us, we just went to a cabin, very secluded, uh, uh, off-grid, took a generator, and, and for the last three days, we got home last night, we pursued Jesus for three days, Three days, we, we, we just sought the Lord and we worshiped and we, we, we taught and we, we spoke on alignment for the assignment and identity and who they are as daughters. We prayed over each other. We made declarations over each other. We prophesied over each other. We did, we did worship and art and all these things. And we also rode some four-wheelers. We also wanted to play in the creek, but it was too high. We, we did a lot of fun things. They, they ran down this hill and then they topple over and Olivia's got some blood things to prove it, right? <laughs> So we had a good time. We had great talks. We we talked about the cosmos. And we we have this app that has the constellations on it. And we can look around and see them. and, And we talked about the universe and how big God is. And I just recommend, whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you have kids, like just take a couple days, maybe once a year, maybe every couple years, and just take two or three days. Go somewhere secluded, maybe even in your house, and you shut off the Wi-Fi. You turn your phone off, and you just seek the Lord. It's amazing. We, we, we had peace. We had no news. We had no Facebook, but we had peace. <laughs> we had joy. <laughs> we had no worries, right? It was this amazing time that we grew closer to each other, but most of all, closer to the Lord. It's this thing of love. We, we wanted to be connected and show the girls how much God loves them, and, and that is our freedom to want to please Him. In love for Him, we want to please Him, and, and we use that as a demonstration. Nicole said, listen, you don't, you don't take out the trash or feed the chickens and all that just because you're afraid we're going to punish you. No, you do that because you love us, and you're part of a family, and that's your part in the family, and we love you, and you love us, and we know this, and we all pitch in to do this, and we just do what's right because we love and honor and value one another there's three quick points here of, of freedom the first one was freedom isn't free Galatians 5.1 like I said says for freedom Christ who? Christ. has set us free stand firm therefore and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery the slavery of thinking of the law the slavery of thinking to sin the slavery of thinking to bondage and that we're bound to that Christ paid this amazing price for us and it's beautiful. Second thing, we're no longer a slave to law, okay? I, I want to I touch on this for a moment. Isaiah 58.6 says this. Can everybody say yoke? So Paul's describing this difference between grace and law and, and using circumcision as the example of what law would represent. Isaiah 58.6 says, It is not this that the, Is this not? The fast that I have chosen, I'm so used to the other version, (laughs) is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke. I'm going to get into some yokes. Everybody okay with a yoke education today? We're going to do some yoke training. Is that cool? We're not not oxen, but we're going to do some yoke training. Okay? So, but but Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah is saying this is this not the fast I've chosen? Like there is a purpose for this. We are going after something that the oppressed will go free, and then they're not bound to a yoke of bondage anymore, right? And this is a specific fast. They're saying there's intentionality behind this, and he's talking about, and this is from a time of the law. Isaiah's writing this in a time period where law was was what the priority was, right? Jesus hadn't yet come and died and conquered death, hell and grave, and resurrected. So then um, it, it's this other thing to where the third thing is, it's also not lawlessness, okay? So the first thing is there was a price. Freedom isn't, isn't free, okay? For every war, for every uh, victory, there was a price to pay. In every war, for every victory that the U.S. has been a part of, there was a price to pay. In every victory in your life, there was a price to pay. There was something that you sacrificed. There was something you went after. The other thing is, it's not about the law, God's grace is not about the law. It's not, it's not how many scriptures you memorize. It's not how often you fast. It's not, it's not these things. Those things draw us closer to the Lord, and we're going to kind of end on some of that today. Those things are out of love, though. I want, we told, we've been telling the girls, we've been quoting them, eat that book. Eat that book. We, and, and Chloe, she was quoting scriptures. I value the Troy Christian education that she's getting. She's just rattling off scriptures. I'll say a scripture, Jeremiah 21, word for word, just says it. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Chloe, where's this scripture at? <laughs> Oftentimes I use her for my sermons. like, hey, Chloe, I'm looking for a scripture on freedom. I didn't this time, but, you know, could you help me out there? It's amazing. She is devouring and learning and getting this in her heart. She's not doing it because she has to and to try to earn her way into heaven. She's doing it because she loves the Lord and she wants to be closer to him. But it's not about the law. The other thing is not about lawlessness. Galatians 5.13 pointed out this. For you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh but through love serve one another don't let this freedom trick you to think it's a worldly freedom and that I can do anything and God will always forgive me he will but out of love I don't want to live like that out of love I want to be set apart we told the girls this weekend we're like the Nazarites we talked about Nazarites being set apart they were a different people they knew who they were right and, and I know it was part of the law, but they were set apart. They were known to be different. And we talked to them about that. We're like, listen, you are set apart. You are holy. You are called. You are a chosen people. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. We're speaking this over the girls. I'm speaking this to you now. You are set apart. You are called to be different. You are called to look different in your workplace, You are called to look different in the people that you're even hanging out with. You are called to be different and you're called to stand up for righteousness and maybe not do the things that some of the people are doing around you, be in those conversations at work that some of those conversations or jokes are a part of. You are called to be different. You're called to walk in integrity. You're called to walk in honesty and trustworthiness and character of Christ. You're called to walk in joy and actually be fun. You're not called to be an angry Christian. (laughs) You're not called to be judgmental. You're not called to get into things that don't involve you. You're not called to talk about people behind their back and say things that you've not said to their face. You're not called to walk in dishonor. You're called to walk in honor. We are set apart. We are different. We are called to be different. Let me, let me go into this, verse, Romans 6, 22. Paul says it like this to the church of Rome. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. Now, I I kinda like it. We talk all the time about not being a slave. We talk about all the time about not carrying a yoke of bondage, right? But now, Paul's calling us to be slaves to God. And then there's a question that eventually goes on, like, wait, hey, we've never been a slave, so how are we to be set free if we've never been a slave? He's like, no, 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 it's different. I'm challenging you to think different today. Let's go to Matthew eleven, twenty nine through thirty. This is the other key verse today. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, these last two verses kind of challenge us, right? And maybe even some of our theology. Whoa, 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 whoa. We were told we'd never be slaves again. We're not slaves to fear. We're not slaves to sin. Now you're telling me to be a slave to God? Yeah, it's a different bond. It's not bondage, it's a bond. Wait, I was, I was told he would take my, my yoke off and make it eat, And then he was telling me to put a yoke on? What? what? It's a different yoke, it's a yoke of bond. It's a yoke of unity. It's a a yoke of co-laboring. Let me me get into this. See, grace doesn't give you a legal right to sin. Grace gives you freedom to never want to. That's what grace is. There's a difference of grace, the law, and lawlessness. Grace is this love, um, this love instigator, this this love component that gives us this freedom to not want to. It gives us this freedom to say, no, I don't need that. Nah, I don't need to be a part of that lunchroom talk. I'm gonna go over here and do something different. Nah, I, I don't I don't need to partake in that part of my business. I, I don't agree with that. I'm not gonna do it that way. I'm not gonna talk about that person that way. I'm not gonna laugh about that. There's things that we're called apart, but this this grace thing isn't some legal right to sin and do what we want and be lawless. That's not a son or a daughter. That's an orphan. A son or a daughter wants to stay in the house and wants to live as a son and daughter and please the Father and have this love connection, right? So let me get into this yoke training here, all right? Uh, I love Steve Justice. He says, man, people think in pictures. So I'm gonna give you some pictures. I wanna show you a picture of a yoke. A yoke is meant to keep mostly two oxen or two animals that would plow or pull something together and equally. So you'll hear this oftentimes referenced in marriage. Don't be unequally yoked to anyone. In friendship, marriage, specifically marriage, we use that a lot in Christianese. Don't be unequally yoked, right? So this is a yoke, and this yoke would keep two animals together so that they move at the same pace, going after the same purpose, doing the same thing, right? And we think, and we've always heard this, and many of us, our mind goes when we hear yoke as negative. Yoke is bad, all right? Because we think of this next picture, because we think of a yoke like this. I'm always carrying somebody else's problems. I'm always doing all the work. My problems outweigh me and they just wanna sit there and bog me down and I'm ready to go, right? This is how most of us think in terms of a yoke. Let me give you the definition of yoke. A yoke is a wooden beam normally used between a pair of oxen or other animals to enable them to pull together on a load when working in pairs. As oxen usually do, some yokes are fitted to individual animals as working in pairs. Let me just say, God's yoke isn't bad. God's yoke teaches us to actually go with him, and he's wanting to join us in this next picture so we can co-labor together and do the purpose. Don't these ones look happy? Don't they look like happy oxen? they are like, yeah, that's right. We're doing what we were created to do. We found our purpose. Go back to that last picture. Look at that boy. He's like, you dumb oxen. You dumb bondage. You dumb sin, Right? You, you idiot keeping that person back This is a yoke of bondage This is a yoke of oppression This is a yoke that's holding you back But when we move to the next one A yoke is actually beneficial They're working together They're held together Doing a job Doing a purpose Moving together That's the yoke that the Lord is talking about And when we have him with us We actually go and rest We're not pulling somebody It's not an oxen with a donkey All right, we're we're and we're not the donkey, and he's not the donkey. I was tempted to say another word today. It is in the Bible, but I'll just stick with donkey today. My kids get mad at me if I start to use the words we're not allowed to use. So, here's the deal: it's it's this beautiful picture of the Lord saying, "No, you're going to wear my yoke. You're going to put it on you. We got we got work to do. We got the great commission to fulfill." We, we got life to live. We got adventures to live out. We got, we got stuff to do. We got people to save. We got, we got the Messiah to worship. Let's go. I'm with you always. Abide in me and I in you, right? He's saying, I'll take off all the burdens. You're not gonna drag something around that doesn't wanna come with you that shouldn't belong. That oxen needed some rest or some water or something. No, he's with us. And it's this co-laboring with God in rest. But guess what? There's still some boundaries There's still some restrictions We, we get all weird If somebody's going to ask for our accountability We get all weird Whoa You want to know what? It's none of your business Doesn't matter where I was on Sunday No man, I was just saying I missed you, alright? Chill It's cool if you were with your family I'm just saying I miss you, I love you just can't wait to see you again It's like, I'll send that to people like, oh man, we're good. Like, no, I know you're good. I trust you're good. I'm just saying, I miss you. But all of a sudden we check, like, no, I'm not going to be controlled again. I came up out of that religion. (laughs) We get all weird if people start getting a little in our business. Like, how's your heart? How's your emotions? What do you mean, how my heart? I'll check your heart. Right we get all tense Like no man I'm just loving you I just want to know like you're good And like how are you right now Is there anything I can pray for you Out of love not like I'm not going to try to control you I'm not going to force you I'm not going to get in your bank account and make you tithe Okay We've getting in a little trouble for that I've had my finances stolen And identity stolen I had to fight that out we ain't going to do that It's between you and the Lord All of this is between you and the Lord. All he's saying is like, hey, I'm gonna make your yoke light. I'm gonna make your burdens easy. I'm gonna do this with you. I got your back. Let's go. But there's still some boundaries. There's still some things. There's still some things like, no, I can't go to that place because that caused me to lust. I can't go to that place because it drew me to addiction. I can't go to that place because I'll start believing lies again. There's these boundaries because we gotta keep moving forward. You know there's no reverse in Oxen? (laughs) it's hard to make them things move backwards. And let me just tell you, once you get them upstairs, you can't get them back down. They don't go downstairs. There's a one direction there. There's, there's meant to move forward. A, 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 a yoke and a plow and whatever the work or what they're pulling is meant to go forward. It's a whole big process to go backwards. We are meant to go forward with Jesus. He cares way more about our destiny than our history. There's a reason our windshield is way bigger than our rearview mirror. It's just a little reminder who we were so we don't repeat history, but we are meant to go forward. That's the little bit of boundaries. God creates these boundaries. He creates these safe things. It says, guard your heart for what? It's the wellspring of life. Freedom is life. Guarding our heart and putting up some of these safe things. And maybe I can't hang out with that person because I go to dark places. Maybe I'm tempted to do things I don't want to be tempted to do because it's not Christ-like. And it's not what he called me to be. And it's not who he called me to be that's the yoke it's a good yoke it's a it's a burdenless yoke and we're talking about independence day i'm talking about an interdependence on god Hallelujah. that's what this day is it's a it's a dependence on him i just want to briefly share a couple of weeks ago i showed i got in a pretty dark place a, a couple years ago and one of the things i learned was i had gotten spiritually arrogant and arrogant as a person And honestly, I just was going through the motions. I could speak good. I could quickly get a message. And I was resting and riding on a gift and just knowing ah, I could just coast doing this. And all of a sudden, parts of my world crashed and parts of my world got really dark. And what I learned was I had become dependent only on me and not on God. I want to be yoked and connected and close in with jesus and i want his spirit in me around me through me and i don't want to do this on my own on my own didn't work two different times on my own i fell on my own i fell back into darkness on my own i was living on my own and on my without jesus i was depressed and suicidal and a drunk and and an adulterer right that was on my own no jesus come on let's 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 go that's the good yoke. Many of us, were afraid of that. We're afraid of church. Organized religion? Ah, No, it's organized because it's a family. It's never meant to be an organized religion and an organization. It's not meant to be a business, but there's kingdom businesses that have Christ in them. It's this thing that looks like a family because we love each other, we cheer each other on, and we celebrate one another. And as Bill Johnson says, we celebrate who one another is without stumbling over who you're not. That's family. That's being yoked together. That's being equally yoked. Like, like we're going to do this together because we're a family. And everybody's going to play their part. And there's at times that you may have to be in the barn just resting. Like, we're going to do the work for you. We're going to be like Aaron and Ur lifting up the arms of Moses, right? There's at times where your hands need lifted. There's at times where we need to come under somebody. And there's at times I'm the one that needs my hands lifted. And I need prayer, There's times we're all in that. But we're family. That's what we do. That's the ecclesia. That's the body of Christ. It's not this organization where we're all judges wearing these, these black capes. <laughs> we watch this stupid YouTuber. I'm going to finish with this story because I'm, I'm past the time I wanted to be. But... His name's Ross. It's Vlog Creations or Ross Creations. Most of them are very clean. We usually watch it as a family. There's some we kind of skip, but, but anyway, it's this funny YouTuber, and, and at one point, he just does practical jokes. He just goes around and does funny things, like he made a Porta john into, like, a motorized scooter, and he'll go on a bike path and he'll, or in, like, joggers, and he'll just walk by him and open the door and be like... And then close the door and he can see through a video screen. It's just he does the stupidest things. But one of the things he did was he put a a, a judge's gown on and he had a gavel and, and he goes up to people and like who are like on the beach working out. He's in Florida. He's like, not doing it right. Nope, go faster. And he'll like go to anybody, like to the drinking fountain. Nope, you're not slurping right. And he's like doing this hardcore judge, right? And he's playing the the, the person of a judge in just normal life things. And it's like, "Nope, made that turn too sharp, like coming through a parking lot. He does the stupidest things. This is not a place for that. The Bible says there's only room for one judge, and it's God. And what that does is that removes a yoke from me to have to judge everybody and worry about what everybody else is doing, and I just get to live free in Christ. I was I was having a heart to heart with Evelyn and she said but Chloe did this. No, we're not talking about Chloe right now. But Chloe, no. No, 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 no. What's the root of what happened to you? This is about me. It's about us, right? Let me finish here. Today is the day of freedom. John 8:31 through 36. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, "If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you What? free. God's truth of who he is, of what he did on the cross, of his nature, of his will, of his agenda will set us free. His truth, his word. They answered him, we are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? That's what I referenced earlier. Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son her daughter remains forever so if the son jesus son capital s son sets you free you shall be what free Free indeed jesus set us free it's not a a thing of the law it's not a thing of lawlessness it's grace it's grace and it costs something and he willingly paid the price and he would have done it if you were the only one on this planet we were joking around we talked to the um we we were saying you know remember remember how we say if jesus had a refrigerator your picture be on it and we're like and and if he had a wallet your picture be in it i was like we need to change that nicole it's like you're the picture on jesus's home screen on the iphone like you're you're that you're the home screen and the other one like jesus loves you that much right so here's what i want to do i believe this Most of us in here are free, and at the end of service, we'll have our prayer team come up. And if you're not free, if you're being tempted with something, if you're being challenged with something, if you're online watching and you need prayer, just just reach out to us. But at the end of service, we're going to have our prayer team up, and we would love to pray for you. Maybe you don't know Jesus is Messiah. Maybe maybe you don't know what it's like to go and go in rest or co-labor with Jesus. And you've been trying to do this on your own, and it's like dragging that ox who's laying on the ground. Like, if you want the easy burden of Jesus, we would love to pray for you. And I'm going to say a prayer right now. But I believe this, once you're free, once you experience freedom, there, is, there are some things in spiritual disciplines and, and practical things that we do to stay free, to remind us of that truth that sets us free, to stay in connection with Jesus who keeps us free, right? He didn't just pay for you to be free for one time. No, it's forever, John 10 10 says the enemy comes to steal kill and destroy the enemy has an assignment for each of our lives for this ministry for your marriage for your children right but it says this here's the victor but Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly it's not just this heaven eternal life it's also this abundant life here on earth So I wanna pray, and then we're gonna do a little fun activation where we can text some things that may help others, and uh, Josh is gonna come up here and help me with that. So just hold your hands out like this. We're gonna ask for God's freedom, his total freedom package. All right, this is is like an all-inclusive package that you're going on vacation with Jesus, all right? All-inclusive, everything's included, all right? The joy, the hope, his peace, every bit of freedom, eternity. We're gonna ask for his freedom. Jesus, we thank you that you paid a price, that your cross redeemed us, sanctified us, restored us, and set us free. We thank you for the freedom in you. We thank you that we get to live as free sons and daughters. We thank you that we're no longer enslaved with a yoke of bondage, but we're, we're co-laboring with you. We're dependent on you, Jesus. We thank you. We just ask for freedom, freedom in every area, every situation, every relational issue, We ask for freedom. Any sin, any temptation, any struggles, we ask freedom. Addiction, we ask freedom from addiction right now in Jesus' name. Let us be addicted to you. Let us be only a slave to you and a slave to nothing else. We thank you for your freedom. you, You no longer call us orphan. We are not slaves. We are sons and daughters freely living with an amazing father. We thank you for being a good father. We thank you for freedom, Jesus. Amen. All right, Josh has, has a number here. Uh, we're going to throw it on the screen. I want to ask you one question. All right, we're going to end service like this. Uh, we're going to spend about five to six minutes doing this. Here's the question How do you stay free? All right, if you're online, you can text the same number. We're going to text. How do you stay free? What are some practical tips? Please just give me one. All right, if everybody here gives the 10 that you do, all right, Josh is never going to be able to read through that. So just the number is 937. so if you want to get that in your phone, 937-506-0011, I would love, and we're going to read these out loud, we're not going to say who they're from or what number they're from, how do you stay free, we're free in Christ, what is it, what are some tips, what do you do, is there a morning routine that you connect your heart to Jesus before going to work or working out, or what are the things, what are the spiritual disciplines that, that help you the most? What are the things and the habits that you have formed with your journey with Jesus that helps you stay free? It's him that gives us the freedom, but it says his promises are yes and amen. It's his yes, his promise, and it's our amen, our process. So we have this process that we walk out in the freedom of Christ. So, uh, Josh, you want to come on up here and maybe read a few of those? I'll get you a mic. Just take a minute, process that, and we're going to read these to share and maybe give somebody else some tips of how to stay free. And Josh is going to close out service after that. You good with that? We didn't plan that, but we'll just do that. God bless you guys. Happy Interdependence Day on Jesus.
1: And Independence Day. So yeah, these are really pouring in fast. So let me uh, just uh, cut to a few of those here. Some really good ones. Um... I listen to worship music in the shower every morning. That's a good way to start your mornings. Boy, these are flying in fast. Read my devotional every day. Start the morning in the Word. That's a great way to get things started. Stay in relationship with God. He already knows everything about you, but He wants you to know everything about Him, and He wants you to tell Him all about you also it's a heart connection that's a sermon right there that's a good one here's a simple one but really profound obedience to the father obedience to the father here's another one surrendering your heart and mind to jesus daily Stay intimate. Stay in the word and prayer. Keep him first. Only free um, if we are a slave of, of Christ. So as, as Aaron was saying, if we're a slave of Christ, that's the only way we're free. Praise music. That's a great way. Keep a positive attitude in all situations. Okay. I'm just going to do... I'm going to do maybe one more here. Wake up, and before I set my feet on the ground, tell him I can't do without him. Isn't that a good one? That's really good. All right, so I'm up to sixty texts right now. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm not going to go through all of them, but I do want to mention a couple of things as we as we get ready to close. Um, there is there are, are we have a group of people who um, are available to help um, mentor to help you walk in the way that you want to go. It's called the Thrive Ministry and. And a Steve Justice oversees that. And if you're feeling like, you know what, I just, I just don't know how to walk this. I don't know how to do this. If you would like to be a part of that, feel free to text that number up there and we can get you connected or let one of the, the prayer team know um, when we finish today. We would love to get you plugged in so you can keep walking this walk. I want to say something, too, about, um, you know, sometimes we don't follow God because we're trying to meet a need in the wrong way. The need is not the problem. The way we're trying to meet it is the problem. We have needs that only Christ can meet, but we try to meet them in other ways that are not him. So I want to invite you to stand up. We're going to close this morning. And as we get ready to close, I'm going to invite our prayer teams to come on up so everybody can see that we've got people ready here to to pray for you. Hold your hands out to the Lord. And we're going to just give him those things that you don't want that are his to carry. Remember, Jesus said, um, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So if you're carrying something that's not easy or light, it's not his yoke. Okay. So Jesus, we purpose, we choose to give to you those things that we've been carrying, those yokes that we've had on us that are not that are not ours that are not ours to carry lord we um, we just thank you that you take those we lift those up to you and we invite you to put your easy yoke on us your light burden on us we thank you for that in jesus name i'll let the team come on up um if you would like any further prayer, if you'd like to even just get to know Jesus better, I would invite you to come on up. We have people here who are, are trained to pray. They know what they're doing. Um, they'll spend some time praying. If you have a need in your body for physical healing, um, or if you have any other kind of need of, of any kind of prayer, we would invite you to come on up. Otherwise, uh, we just bless you to have a great Independence Day and go out into the world and bring Jesus to the people around you. Have a great day.